by Riverside. Welcome to Garage Takes Season 3, Episode 10. want to welcome in all of our listeners. If you have not done so already, make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, whether that's on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your audio podcast from, make sure that you do that. Uh, make sure that you also hop over to that YouTube channel, the Garage Takes YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button trying to grow that as well this year it's a new adventure for us we basically are dropping short video clips from each of our uh, podcast episodes each week um, just for those of you that are tuning in and unfamiliar with kind of with the schedule of the podcast Brant and I go live every Tuesday night we record and then we try to get you an audio file uploaded Wednesday and drop you some YouTube clips later towards the end of the week as we have been focusing this year on Michigan football and Detroit Lions, both of which are off to a, a phenomenal start. I mean, Michigan. I, I guess I'll I'll start there, and Brant, we can kind of discuss here in a in a minute. But Michigan, they, I, I guess it's the Jim Harbaugh effect. That little start there. I mean, I I, I think I underestimated how impactful Jim is with this team and the culture and what's been built here. So now you're kind of seeing some news around Michigan about a Harbaugh, Harbaugh contract extension. Um, I was kind of curious if these talks would come up until the NCAA made a final decision on his suspension or not suspension. I mean, I know they did a self-imposed three-game thing, but I mean, the Harbaugh impact is undeniable at this point, and these last two weeks started to look like Michigan football again. 52-10 to 10 over Minnesota at Minnesota, night game. I mean, Minnesota, not a great team by any means, but it was an absolute dominant performance. And back-to-back weeks as we're really into the thick of Big Ten play. Michigan goes on to host Indiana at home this weekend. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we get into some Michigan State stuff and then the thick of the uh, the schedule, which unfortunately doesn't start until November. Um, Brant, would like to hear your thoughts on this Michigan game, just some quick takeaways that you had from that night game. Yeah, no, Dave, I thought they were very impressive. Um, you know, like tactical, clinical, use whatever terminology you want about how they went about their business. Um, it was a fantastic defensive performance. I think first and foremost, Dave, they gave up a long touchdown. That's going to happen from time to time. It was a great pass, great catch, but really that was only the defensive laps. That was the only defensive laps that I really saw. Um, something else that I noticed, Dave, that offensive line is really starting to turn into like, okay, this is what we expected. We got some consistency, um, I know we talked about it earlier, Dave, about going on the road and becoming a different team and being able to gel on the road and how um, that can really bring a team together. This offensive line really looks like it's starting to do that. Um, you know, back-to-back Joe Moore wore to winners. Now, wait a second. Could they get it the third time in a row? I doubt it. But, Dave, it's starting to feel like, hey, this could be the third one in a row. Why not? Um, but 
I think I think that's the main takeaway for me was how crisp, how clean, and how tactical it actually was. Yeah, and I, I think one of my takeaways was this team really lives and dies by the season that J.J. McCarthy is about to have or is having right now. Like, it just seems like when he is firing on all cylinders or using his legs or just commanding that offense, it's it's almost like the defense to me is almost a, a given, and unfortunately we won't really know what this defense is really capable of till they're tested in November, but I feel confident with just who they are as a unit. I feel confident in this O-line right now, like you said, Brandon. It almost seems like the injury to Mile Hinton like, kind of sparked some changes on that on that O-line. Carson Barnhart getting some more reps. Um, I, I've like Ladarius Henderson's been very good. Like I, I really like these new uh, these new faces starting to to gel now. Drake Nugent, um, confident in that, confident in Blake Corum, um, believe in Donovan Edwards still, even though we we haven't seen it yet. Um, and I think the receiving core is good enough. I think you got a stud in in Roman Wilson, an untapped stud in Colson Loveland. They haven't quite unleashed yet this year. And so, Brant, top to bottom, my takeaway is it's all on J.J. McCarthy in his junior season. And if J.J. can be good, can not turn over the ball, make the right play, make the smart play, um, which includes getting out of bounds or going down and not taking unnecessary hits, I, Brant, I think Michigan is as good as anybody in the country when, when they are firing on, on all cylinders, and we're seeing that seeing that recently. Um and then I, I also want to get your, your thoughts before we hop into a fun little new segment that you've designed for us. I'm going to let you run. Um, I also want to to know your thoughts on the Lions. I mean, man, the the Lions go in, and I remember we were talking last week on the podcast, like, ooh, nine and a half points. Like, that's a lot. Man, the Lions, they're, they are the truth. Like, they are. They're, they're hurt. The injuries pile up, and it just it doesn't matter, man. I mean, this team is for real good. I know we're going to talk about how good they actually are or could be and kind of put our put some bets down on that and and where they might stand stand at the end of the year. Um but Brant, your thoughts on this uh this Lions team in a convincing victory over um a young uh Br- a Bryce Young led team, uh a winless team, so let's not get it twisted. I mean, they didn't go out there and beat the Eagles, but they absolutely dominated from start to finish. So Brant, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I absolutely thought they did what they had to do, um, which was have a dominating performance. Leave no doubt about it. Great. I think the Panthers are that bad, Dave. Um, and they still put up 24 points. I mean, that is not something that you just think, okay, like let's just slide that by. Um, you know, the Panthers made some play on the uh, plays on the on the Lions' defense, which is uh, slightly alarming, but. Um, never was that game in question, Dave. I mean, never did you think, oh, the Panthers could make a run here type of deal. No, that wasn't going to happen. But I, I do want to see this week, Dave. I am very curious about the Bucks game. I do want to get into that later. I know we will. Um, I am curious about the upcoming road trip as well, three out of four on the road. We will get into that as well. But um, from what I saw this weekend, I love where they're at. I love where this defense is stepping up, you know, with the injuries. Um, You know, you lose a key piece this week, um, you know, with the torn ACL. Uh, Dave, help me with the name here. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah, Emmanuel Mosley. 
Um, hate to see that for him, by the way. Horrible. Yeah, you hate to see it. You know, uh, just just an absolute killer. But I, I have the confidence in this team to come out and fill that hole. Uh, you know, we've kind of seen it all year already. So so I just I have a feeling that it's going to be a next man up mentality with this team. And that's something that proved me wrong in the preseason, Dave. I had said already, I'm scared that this team's going to get one, two, three injuries, and all of a sudden they're going to fold up like a lawn chair. That's not been the case. This team has absolutely proved me wrong from the preseason that I thought uh, would happen if they got injuries. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have they have already been tested. I mean, I know you can argue, you can look at the the actual wins here and the teams that they've beaten. You know, maybe outside of the the Chiefs, but the reality is is that good good teams don't lose these games. And in the past, you know, it's like when things seem to be going right for the Lions, they go and and drop a game like this or get dominated against Carolina, like what happened last year. So, um, yeah, they're they're a good team trying to be great and. The more they win, the better for that that team. I know that sounds like a uh, just a weird take, but the reality is they're learning how to play winning football as a team, as a young team, um, and led by Jared Goff, like none other than Jared Goff. He has just been so consistent. I can't say enough good things about Goff right now. Not, not a guy that's going to wow you um, by any means, maybe not going to be making the, the huge throws downfield that you'd love to see on Sundays, but... He's playing winning football. He's playing the best football of his career. And if you're a Lions fan, you got to be super excited, um, especially knowing that you get Amon Ross St. Brown back this week, it sounds like, from what Dan Campbell said. Um, and then, I mean, well, I know we're going to talk a little Jameson Williams here in, uh, in an upcoming segment. So I'll hold that for now. Um, but, Brant, I want to transition over to a little segment that you've designed for us. What are you calling this, first of all? Is this is it called big money? Is it put your money where your mouth is? What are we calling this? I like the big money segment. Let's go for the big money, Dave. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so it'll work a little bit like the receipts. We'll come back to these, and we'll see actually who ended up with more money, and maybe we'll have a little side bet on it. Maybe you can buy me dinner sometime. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so how it works is uh, I'm going to ask you a slew of questions, and you're going to give me whether you would put $100 on it, $500, or $1,000 on it. So basically it goes into your confidence level of what you think will happen, basically, Dave. So, And then at the end of that, this is where it gets fun, though. If you put $100 on something, you win the $100. If you put $100 on it, I will take that $100 away from you if it doesn't work out in your favor. So you could end up in the negatives, Dave. You could end up in the positives. We'll see where we land after the uh, college football season and after the NFL season, okay? All right, man. Let's Sounds get right like into plan. it. All right, let's get right All into right. it. So $100, $500, or $1,000, Michigan wins the Big Ten East thousand dollars put it down man wow. smacking the table look confidence level is at an all-time high um it's not just that michigan's good it's that i don't look brand I, I watched ohio state play this past weekend against maryland i know that they it, they started to run away with it towards the end i'm just still not high on this ohio state team particularly kyle mccord um I, the Ohio State doesn't scare me. Like maybe I'll regret saying that here at the, in a you know a matter of weeks, but they don't scare me. Penn State, 
I think that they're good. They're better. I don't think they're there yet. Um, I I just don't. I think they're maybe where Michigan was a couple years ago. Like, and I, I don't think they're there yet. So yeah, my confidence level is incredibly high on Michigan, which scares the uh, living crap out of me. What about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go with 500 on this. I think it's gonna come down to the game in Happy Valley. And Dave, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, but I got it at maybe 55-45 right now. I would favor Michigan. But with that 45 in the back of my mind, I'll play it safer here than you will, and I'll put it at a 500. But um, Look, I'm uh, going TJ in Vegas. Put it all on red. (laughs) And then 17 black in a row come up. Yeah, we've heard this story, TJ. (laughs) We know how that story ends. Love you, Teach. (laughs) Anyway, um, so this is what I really think is – I think that the game against Ohio State may be a little bit easier, and that even feels like weird coming out of my mouth, uh, than the game against Penn State. So um, I'll put 500 on it, Dave. All right. All right. Next next question. Wisconsin wins the Big Ten West. I, I, I will put $100 on that, I guess. Do I have to, like, can, what if I disagree with that? So, so you don't have a chance to put no money on it. You oh, have okay. to put All something right. on it. Okay, got it. All right, that, thank you for clarifying the rules. I'm, I'll put $100 on it. It's them or Iowa. Iowa won a game without completing a pass to a wide receiver, right, Brant? So I, I, I don't know. It's the weirdest brand of football around there. They'll probably make it to the Big Ten Championship game and lose by 40 points. Um, I don't I don't know, but... Wisconsin, I mean, sure, I guess neither of those teams are really all that uh, impressive to me. So $100. What about you? I'm going to go 500 here again. I will take uh, Wisconsin. I'm I'm feeling fairly confident in it. I actually like them. um, I like them against Iowa. I don't know how they fare against the rest of the West. Uh, It's just such, like you said, it's a weird brand of football. It's unwatchable almost. So I feel gross kind oh, of asking this. It, but. It's very unwatchable. It's not an almost. It is It is unwatchable football. The Big Ten is a mess. <laughs> so us being Big Ten fans, though, we kind of have to take in the token little brother and be like, you know, we know we've had nine uh, conference championship games with the West and the East, and you guys have never won it. But you keep showing up every year, and for that you get an award of second place in the Big Ten. Um, so anyway, I'll put 500 on it, Dave. Um Okay, somebody not from the SEC will win the national championship. Put $100 on it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's it's Georgia or bust from, from the SEC, I think. I mean, I know Bama's a one-loss team right now. I just I, – I, we can sit here and say – or I can sit here and say I haven't been overly impressed by Georgia. Georgia had their coming out game this past weekend. Look – Carson Beck played a great game. I I just, until I see somebody take down Georgia, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's plain and simple. So $100 confidence level. I'm going to go ahead and throw a grand on this one, Dave. I really don't think it's going to be the SEC this year. I think Georgia would match up terribly against the Washington. Um, you know, I would, I would say even a Texas, but, you know, they stubbed their toe this weekend, whatever. Um, I love... I love an offense that can can uh, have a mobile quarterback that can test you too against Georgia. I watched that pretty much that entire Auburn game. Not impressive, Dave. They struggle with the RPO game, the quarterback run game. 
Um, that's why they, they just beat Kentucky lifeless this weekend. Kentucky wanted to run it up the gut. Yeah, that's what Georgia's best at. That's what Kentucky thought they were good at until you run into a team like Georgia. It's just a bad game plan. But if you have a mobile quarterback that can run some RPO, stuff like that. And, Dave, this is the other thing. The SEC is only getting one team this year. That's it. Like It's already pretty much played its way out. I doubt Alabama runs the table, beats Georgia, and they get two in. I don't see it. Um, I like the fact that I would get three teams against the one team. Uh, so give me a 1,000 on it. Um, <laughs> there's your token drop. Uh, there it is. Um, anyway, so we'll take uh, – all right, Dave, next question. Michael Penix Jr. or Caleb Williams wins the Heisman? I would put a thousand on it. I think that that's a it's a done deal. I think it is likely one of the two of them. I think it's Caleb Williams probably winning again. Um, it's a quarterback award. I'll tell you what, Brant. You know who else should be there in New York? JJ McCarthy. No. Oh. Nope. Dang. That kind of surprised a, a t- me. A tight end, Brant. Brock Bowers. A- Dude. I love it. He's absolutely fantastic. Brock Bowers is an absolute stud. I don't know if a tight end has ever been there for the Heisman, but he should be the first if if that hasn't happened yet. So I'll just leave that there. But my confidence level, this is a quarterback award. Change the name of it. Um, uh, yeah, I think it'll either be Caleb Williams or Michael Penix Jr. $1,000 on it. What about you? Dave, I love the Brock Bowers take. I'm totally with you, except for – he doesn't have nearly the stats. I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna break a thousand yards receiving. He's not gonna have fifteen touchdowns. He's he's just not gonna have enough of that. Um, I mean, why are you looking at me like that? I mean, I think he's already over five hundred yards receiving. I think he's got like four touchdowns, maybe five. I mean, no, it, it, I think he's got like three. But. Um, let me bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do a live check on it. Anyway, I just right. don't think he will have the stats at the end of the season. I mean, you talk about a guy like Devontae Smith, right? I mean, he had like over 1,500 yards receiving, some ungodly amount of touchdowns. It was just an, a fantastic year for a wide receiver. Anyway. 545 yards, four touchdowns. Okay. So, but I mean, when you compare yeah. it to a guy like Devontae Smith, you know what I'm saying, Dave? I just, I, I just I don't see I it getting up to 1,500 yards receiving, 15 touchdowns type deal. So I, I will say this, though. Fair enough. I, I will absolutely put down $100 on this <laughs> because I, I don't believe I don't believe that Caleb Williams is going back-to-back. Like, I just I, I don't believe in that. I don't think that he's going to end up having the last – his schedule is backloaded, Dave. And I see that they're going to lose a couple games down the stretch here. I don't believe in USC. I don't believe in that defense. I think that's going to be a problem for him come Heisman time. Michael Penix does have great numbers, but I will take the field against Michael Penix, basically. So I'll put $100 on it, Dave. Just for the record, Caleb Williams currently has over 1,800 yards passing, 22 touchdowns to one interception. (laughs) I mean that it's, those are just ridiculous. I I'm totally he, with you. He's right almost now. got the Michigan record beat of all time, and I, they're not halfway through the season. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I, I just see him getting outdueled in one of these games just because it's going to be so high scoring and and all of the sure. things. So and, and there's a, right. 
there's a bigger competition this year than I think there was last year, Dave. Um, all right, this is this is the grossest question on here, Dave, for sure. Urban Meyer, <laughs> Urban Meyer will be named a head coach by the kickoff of the CFP. Um, first of all, thoughts and prayers out to Urban Meyer and his ongoing health issues that have brought him back to several coaching jobs just to leave several coaching jobs. Um, I do hope and pray for his continued health and prosperity. Um, on that sarcastic note, um, no, Brant, I don't think he'll be named a head coach by a kick by a college football playoff time. I, I'm not buying it. Uh, maybe he'll, he'll, he'll be back, but I, I just I know there's the rumors right now and state fans are like they want they want it and I get it you should want it if you you know don't care about morals and which I mean I, I'm saying that I'm being facetious but also at the same time like I get it you want to win football games go ahead and bring in Urban Meyer um, I just he has such a cloud over him literally every single stop he has ever been he is won football games outside of it being the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and he's also like just done some really shady things. I just am not buying Urban Meyer is, is coming back, especially amidst his ongoing health concerns. So Brant, $100. On to you. His ongoing health concerns. Thank you, Dave, for uh, – I didn't know you were Urban Meyer's doctor. Fantastic. Um, so – I'm going to put 500 on this because I truly believe that this guy, he wants to get back in the game. He's doing the college game day things, or, or I'm sorry, not college game, Fox Big Noon kickoff, whatever it is. I just, he goes away for a while and then he comes back. He's like the worst thing for college football, if you ask me. Like, he is a complete scumbag. And I have no problem saying that because of who he is. Right. <laughs> but, um,. I think that someone's just going to unload the bank for him. And I could see, like, I don't even think it's going to be MSU. I think it's going to be, like, a, a team you might not even see coming, Dave. Like, say Texas ends up losing three games this year. Does, like, Texas be like, we're dumping Sarkeesian and let's go get Urban? I could see something weird like that happening. So I will uh, – go ahead. I could see, like, a, like an A&M because I think yeah. the Jimbo Fisher thing is – not working out. So I, I I could see a program like that where there's money and there he can do the NIL stuff. I, I could see that. I Texas, I think Sarkeesian's safe. I know they just lost to their rival in Oklahoma, but I just that program still has a lot of energy. They still had Arch Manning who's committed there. I, I don't see them making a change unless things go really south and they are like a three loss team or something this year. But what about what about Miami? Real quick. I mean, that was unforgivable, right? Oh, Mario Cristobal. Dude, that might be the worst, one of the worst coaching decisions of all time, actually. Especially because it's not like their season was just a watch. Like, they're undefeated at that time. They don't kneel the ball. And then, Brant, the best part about this is... In the post game, he takes no accountability and and says that that's why they preach ball security. And I'm like, dude, you what are you doing right now? That was unforgivable. Dave, I'm completely with you. That I mean, I don't know how many times you gotta say it. It's like dumb, dumb. Like that is dumb. So uh, unforgivable. All the things. 
I could see Miami being like, all right, sorry, you're fired. Uh, I mean, you can't. You ruined an undefeated season, basically. And then you blame the kid. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they give Urban Meyer a call. Come back down to Florida. Whatever. Good for your health, Florida, I hear. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I could see something Just, like that, though, right? Yeah. I No, I, I could. I didn't even think about that. Man, we need the drop from, like, 15 years ago. Remember the unforgivable. <laughs> Do you remember that? Chicken and some waffle fries. I, 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 I do remember that. Actually, you know what I thought of as soon as I saw that happen? Uh, there's that scene in Forrest Gump where he's like, I'm not a smart man. <laughs> That's all I can think about, dude. <laughs> it's just, we need that drop. I'm not a smart man. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> We do. God, I got to work on these drops to figure that out. Good point. Good point. For sure. All right, so let's switch over to the NFL, man. Uh, let's do um, the Lions will be the two seed or better for the playoffs. $100. I I think it could happen. I, I, I My confidence level in them jumping either the Eagles or 49ers is – I don't think they're far off, especially with the Eagles. I just, if you're asking me for confidence level, I think it would be a homer take of me right now because I'm so like high on this team to say, oh yeah, I got $500 like confidence level on this. I just don't yet. Um, but I don't, I think it's a fair question. I wouldn't hate you if you taught, if you taught me with that. Dave, I'm going to go 500 here. I believe that okay. this team could honestly, looking up and down the schedule, this is not a difficult schedule. I could see, I cannot believe I'm saying this, 13 to 14 wins. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for these guys. I honestly think the Eagles have a tougher schedule. Well, Brant, everybody in the NFL has a tougher schedule <laughs> than the Lions. No, I'm serious. I read today that they have, as it stands today, their remaining schedule in the NFL is the easiest the easiest, which makes sense if you look at this garbage NFC North. By the way, go Raiders. <laughs> By the way, let me just slip that in there. Go mm. Raiders. Uh, and Jordan Love just threw another pick. Wow. Right. It was that bad yesterday. Um, okay. So I got 500 on that. You had 100, I believe, right? Yep. Okay. Aiden Hutchinson will win the Defensive Player of the Year. $100. I love Hutch. First of all, dude, the Lions are so lucky that the Jacks took Trayvon Walker. Uh, I, Hutch is the real deal, man. They got themselves an absolute dog. He impacts the game in so many ways. I mean, he's an edge rusher getting interceptions, like multiple interceptions over the last couple of years. Um, he's putting pressure on the quarterback. He just, he is that dude. Um do I think that he's going to top like a Micah Parsons this year or even like a TJ Watt, Miles Garrett? Like, I have not looked at the odds yet, but I would imagine those guys are kind of like in the tier maybe just above him right now. Um, he's going to have to have some significant numbers and not just impacting the game the way he is. He's going to have to start getting home a lot more and actually really tallying up some sacks, I think, to, to win this. So confidence level, it's 100 right now. But, man, I'm, I'm high on Aiden Hutchinson. What about you? He is officially third on FanDuel odds right now. He is behind, uh, behind who? Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett. Okay. And ahead of T.J. Watt and Bosa? He just slipped ahead of T.J. Watt and Bosa, yep. Okay. And then Chris Jones rounds out the rest of it. So, 
Um, yeah, no, I, I think that I, I will put 100 here as well. I don't believe it's his time just yet, but a couple more one-handed picks, <laughs> look out. And especially if he would have returned that for a touchdown, that would have been just an insane highlight. And that's like what we talk about. You have to have those lasting memories of like a defensive player of the year, right? Like you're always going to need the numbers, obviously. I get that. But it doesn't hurt to have a one-handed interception return for a touchdown anytime. So um, I will also put 100 on that, Dave. All right, let's go to um, your boy, Jamison Williams. He will score five-plus touchdowns this year. Well, he's got to be able to make five-plus receptions first, Brant. That is the starting point. In order to have a touchdown, you got to catch the football. Look, $100 confidence right now. I'm going to sound off for, for just a minute. I am the biggest JMO supporter. Let me just preface it with that. I have been, I'm high on this kid. I'm not giving up on him or, or anything. I think fan, several fans have, have called it in too early on him. Um, I mean, they're hopeful that it works out, but I think there a lot of people are, are out on him, including the head coach, it sounds like. Like Dan Campbell has, has done him, done this narrative no favors, which I appreciate about him. He's like, praising Josh Reynolds and JMO just continue like, yep, he needs to show up and be reliable. Like, that's it. The narrative has not changed. Brant, it just, like that first pass goes right through his hands and just, he's not, he, he just hasn't done it yet. It doesn't mean he can't do it. It doesn't mean he won't do it. But as it looks today, I don't know how much he's going to see the field right now for, for these first few weeks. I hope they prove me wrong, but I genuinely believe Dan Campbell when he says like, look, man, like we're four and one, we're winning without you. So like either get on and figure this out or don't, and we're not going to play you. Dan Campbell does not care that they traded up to the 12th overall pick or whatever it was to get Jamison Williams. He doesn't care. The best guys are going to play. Um, when you're a team like the Lions have been in the past where they destroyed this thing to the ground and have built it back up, and, you, yeah, you want these guys to all get reps. You still want JMO to get reps. I'm not saying that you, you don't, but they're in a different space right now. They're not in the mode of let's get these young guys like as much, as much repetition as we can and many snaps as we can. No, the Lions are competing for a Super Bowl this year. Like that take from me has not changed. And so I, I think that that works not in Jameson Williams favor as it is right now. He's going to have to do some significant growing, maturing, and be much more reliable as Dan Campbell has said for him to, 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 to take off this year or, or not even take off, but to just be a contributor, uh, an impact player for this team. Cause he's just not there yet. So confidence level, very low on that as it stands today, October 10th, when we record this, God, I hope to have a better updated take in, like, December. Brant, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go 100 here for all the things that you just said. Um, yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell kind of dunked on him. And I kind of appreciate that because it's a, it's a grit team, right? Like, you don't just walk in the door and be like, yep, you know, you're back. That's great. You're going to get all these snaps. No, you go. You got to go earn them. You know, I don't care where you got drafted at. Um, so I do like the fact that he is going to play other receivers over him right now. Josh Reynolds seems to be like a glue guy. Uh, you know, he's a great blocker. 
he he puts in the work. It's very obvious that him and Goff have great chemistry together. So I wouldn't mess with that right now. Dave, you know where this could probably get a little sticky for us is if they are winning all of these games and they are looking good at the end of the season and they are going to give J-Mo snaps, like he could probably score two or three touchdowns in one game. I mean, that's very possible for a talented guy like him. Yeah. I'd love to see a Hendon Hooker to Jamison Williams touchdown this year. How about yeah, absolutely. that? How about it? Um, all right, so let's go with um, a coach will be fired before New Year's Day. I don't know, Dave. Okay, before you answer this, I just want to put some context to this question. There has been so boneheaded NFL coaching blunders this year already, and it just seems like it happens weekly, and it is bad, dude. Yep, it, it, it is. And there are some teams that are really, really bad. Um, <laughs> that that being said, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking right now at some of the, these bottom feeder teams right now. So, Dave, if you remember, I, I asked the New Year's Day question because Nathaniel Hackett didn't even make it out of the year. Last I know. Year. Like, he didn't even make it to Christmas, dude. So I, I think that these NFL – they are these NFL teams are getting faster and faster. It seems every single year to be like, nope, this is not even working. I can tell 12, 13, 14 weeks into your tenure, I want nothing to do with this. So that's where this question really springs from. Here's your here's your one win teams: Patriots, Broncos, Bears, Vikings, Giants, Cardinals, and then the 0 5 Panthers. Do All you those think teams that, are, are kind of on a, a different journey there. Uh, what, go ahead. You, what were you going to ask me? Do you think that if if the Bears were to lose to the Commanders last week, that Matt Averflus would have lost his job? Uh, very possible. Yeah, very, very possible. I mean, they're just – they were supposed to be better this year. They have managed to, to get worse. Um, so I will say – I'm going to say $100. I just don't see any – as I'm looking at the names of these teams, I don't see anybody that's in a super big panic mode or with super high expectations that they're going to get canned before New Year's Day. I could see somebody getting canned, but like I, it's not going to be Bill Belichick. It's not going to be Sean Payton. And I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe the, the Bears coach. The Cardinals, no. I mean, maybe the Panthers, but Brian Dabble, Dabble's not getting fired in for the Giants after he just took him to the playoffs last year. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go $100. What about you? I'm going to go with 500 and I'm thinking the Bears coach is going to get canned. I mean, this thing is sour. And all he saved his job, I think, really, Dave, last week. Um, this is a really bad organization, coaching, execution right now from the players. Justin Fields and DJ Moore just literally brought everything that they had. And good for those guys. Like, I love that for DJ Moore that got traded. He thought he was going to be in a great spot with Justin Fields. Even though Justin Fields went to Ohio State, I've got no ill will for him. Like, I want to see him succeed. And it just seems like the coaching to the execution has not been on the same page. It's been really bad. And I wouldn't mind um, seeing somebody else come in there with Justin Fields. So, uh, I think he will be fired before New Year's Day, so I'll put 500 on it, though. All right, Dave. The greatest name may be in the NFL right now, Puka Nakua. Who doesn't love this guy? Like, he just seems like a grinder, goes about his business. And my parents like were going to name me, name me Puka, and then they went with Dave. So, like, <laughs> I know. Come on, Mark and Deb. <laughs> Do better. 
do better. Um, <laughs> so, uh, will he lead the NFL in receptions this year? Currently sitting at 46, Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson sitting at 36. So, he has a 10-catch lead. Yeah, I, I love this Puka kid. I, I really do. His story is awesome, too. I, I, I really, really, really like him. Cheering for him, actually. Um, I don't think that he will lead the NFL in receptions this year, so confidence level, I'm going to put it at $100. Um, I think most of that has to do with Cooper Cup coming back. You know, pending he stays healthy, he's got to take some of those uh, some of those receptions from him. So I'm going to say no. My vote, I mean, Justin Jefferson just went on IR, so RIP to my fantasy team. Um, I, my vote would probably be Tyreek Hill. He's just insane right now this year. Um, and if he stays healthy, that he would have my vote. I haven't looked at Monroe St. Brown's numbers either. I know he obviously missed last week, but like he's another dude that's just like Mr. Reliable, going to get a lot of targets. So, no, I'm going to say no on, uh, on Puka Nakua. Dave, I'm going to put 1,000 on this, and let me tell you why. You made my point for me. Cooper Cup is back. Cooper Cup is going to take a lot of attention. Cooper Cup is going to grab a lot of dudes and bring them his way, and it's going to open up Puka Nakua. And you've already seen how good this guy is. I mean, he's already almost at 50 catches. That's insane. Like, <laughs> that's almost 10 catches a game right now. It's crazy. Um, good for him. Like you said, great story. Love everything about it. And uh, I'll put a 1,000 that he will lead the league in reception. I mean, he's already got a 10-catch lead, so – um, and I can kind of bank on Tyreek's going to miss some games, right? Like Tyreek has kind of that MO, like, oh, my pinky toe kind of hurts this week. I don't really need to play. I'm going to rest up. So, Don't you dare um, talk about the cheetah that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dave, let, let's get the last question in here. Bill Belichick will hang it up after this year. Confidence let's, level on that. Let's hope so. Um, it's ugly. Yeah, it, it, it's real ugly over in New England. I think if they continue on this trajectory right now, I don't see him coming back. I'm going to put 500 on it. I think this is it for Bill Belichick. I think the NFL has passed him by. I He needs to leave for, for, for his sake. He does not need to stick around and try to see this thing through and prove to everybody that it was him, not Tom Brady. Because clearly, Tom Brady already won that argument. So, Bill, hang it up. Potentially the greatest coach of all time. I mean, he's going to be right up there in that conversation. It's time to leave. What about you, Brant? Yeah, I'm going to go with 100 on this, actually. I don't trust him to walk out the door. And I don't trust that Robert Kraft can walk into his office and say, you know what, Bill? Intervention time. <laughs> it's over. Uh, so I don't see that happening this year. Maybe next year, I guess. He's got that burning desire to prove everyone wrong, that it was not just Tom. And I don't think that just goes away. I think he's going to give it a couple more cracks maybe. I don't know for sure. But I can tell you, the more that the Patriots allow him to do this, he's in charge of the drafting. He's in charge of the free agency. He's in charge of everything that goes on there. And he's furthering you into the grave. Like, that's happening. Oh, yeah. Brant, what if he comes back next year in the fall with, like, some – Deion Sanders prime sunglasses on just dude and 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 he calls Tom Brady's and like I'm sorry can you come back please and like Tom comes out on field do you mind (laughs) let's go you 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 already know man that 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 phone is ringing that phone is ringing all right bring us home with the bets and let's get on out of here 
All right, Dave. This is what I would consider the game of the weekend. Uh, Oregon traveling to Washington. The Huskies favored by two and a half. Who do you like? Man, I think that this is going to be an awesome game. I'm pulling for for Washington. I'm going to take Oregon plus two and a half. I think it's going to be very close. I don't know who's going to win this one. I'm just going to play it. Play it safe with the points here and say Oregon plus two and a half. What about you? All right, we already have some variants. That's good. I am taking Washington to cover. I do love Michael Penix, even though I just picked him not to win the Heisman earlier in the in the pod here tonight. But I like I like him against Bo Nix in that kind of quarterback matchup. It's at home. People are going to be sailgating. Coolest term in college football, I think. So give me the Huskies to cover the two and a half, man. All right, <clears throat> USC at Notre Dame. Boy, is Notre Dame a shell of themselves before they started <laughs> to play Ohio State. This is a, I mean, Dave, they played Louisville last weekend, and it was a slaughtering. Like, Louisville really took it to them. Notre Dame looked lifeless out there. Um, I get that they just played back-to-back-to-back night games. They struggled against Duke. They were lucky to get out alive there. Otherwise, they'd be on a three-game losing streak. Do you like USC to go into Notre Dame, two-and-a-half-point favorites, Notre Dame is? I don't like either of these teams for for different reasons, but um, I I don't know. I I watched some of that Notre Dame-Louisville game as well. not impressed by them. I mean, I do like Sam Hartman. I just think it's that effect is starting to die off a little bit. I'll take USC plus two and a half. I mean, they're going to do their best to score a, score a lot of points. I don't know how many points Notre Dame on the flip side can match against a really poor USC defense. I mean, you'd think they, they would be able to, but that's not really their game. We'll see. Um, it is at Notre Dame. Could be a tough place to play in South Bend, but give me my Heisman pick and uh, Gail Williams. You think it's weird that USC is uh, actually underdogs in this game, Dave? Do you find that to be odd, or do you th- you think you like you expect that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think this game is kind of a pick 'em to be honest. Like, I these teams are bad and good for different reasons. If that makes sense, like it's just it's going to be an interesting matchup. That's the most college football thing to ever say. Yeah. They're really good over here, but they're really bad over here. And, right. um, yeah, it's funny because the uh, USC defensive line is is terrible and the offensive line for Notre Dame is terrible. So something has to kind of give mm-hmm. here this week. So I'm going to go ahead and take the points with USC. Like, how kind of you picked the, the Washington-Oregon game? I'm going to do the same thing. Like, if you're going to give me two and a half points, I'll take them. So uh, I'll take USC on that. Uh, Iowa at Wisconsin. Wisconsin giving away nine and a half in what could be probably the the Big West showdown here. Right. Yeah. I this game this will be interesting. Not a game I personally want to watch, nor will I probably watch. This is one you just check the box score on there, folks. I'll take Iowa plus nine and a half. Um, the defense is good enough to probably keep this closer than nine and a half so not super confident on any of these picks right now but uh give me iowa what about you brent i'm gonna take wisconsin uh to cover the nine and a half and let me tell you why 
Iowa's offense is is not just bad, but they are Cade McNamara less now. And winning games without throwing to receivers is not a recipe for success. So not only did they not complete a pass to a receiver last week, Dave, they threw it seven times to a receiver. So that's the that is <laughs> that first of all, it's unthinkable that you're not an academy school doing something like that. And secondly, that that is you're two, two or less than a quarter. Like it is unthinkable that that is even a thing. So um, I will take Wisconsin to cover that. All right, switching over to the NFL. Let's get through these. The Lions at Bucks. Bucks are getting three at home. Hmm. I'm excited for for this game. It's been been flexed for the uh, the game of the week here. I have been wrong about the like the Lions covering that that nine and a half was crazy. I I know that the Bucks have the same record or they're three and one. Ooh, I'm gonna take the Lions. I'm gonna take the Lions on the road uh, to cover three points. I do. I I just think that this team is is for real, and they got a uh, Monra St. Brown and hopefully Jameer Gibbs back as well. What about you, Brant? I am going to ride with you, Dave. I am going to take the three <clears throat> and have him cover it. I could totally see this being a wash, though, and it just being like a field goal game, whatever. Um, so if you can get any sort of line movement, maybe wait until later in the week, see if it drops to two and a half, see if you can snag it then. That would be my advice if you're actually going to bet this game. I personally would probably stay away from this game. I just want to watch it. I think it's going to be Same awesome. Here. Okay. Same here. Yep. Um, 49ers at Browns. This is I had to pick this game because this game just this line stinks, Dave. Five and a half at home for the Browns when the 49ers have basically been favorites by like ten plus points outside of the Cowboys games, but they just smoked the Cowboys last week by thirty-two points. What is going on with this game? I don't know. I mean I guess they're seeing this as a defensive battle here. I I don't think the Browns are are good enough to score and keep up with the Niners, to be honest. Like, I I just don't – I don't see it. Like, I'll take the Niners covering five and a half. I don't think – I mean, the Browns lost to the Steelers. Like, I don't know. I, I don't understand the love with the Browns there this year. I really don't get it. Deshaun Watson looks like a shell of his old self. Like, not, not impressed with them. And they don't have Nick Chubb. So. Yeah, I don't think that the Browns are like a – a rudderless ship, so to speak. Like, I don't think they're just going to eventually fold up or anything, but I don't see them getting five and a half. Like, that just seems like a really weird line to me. Um, it seemed like it needed to be more points, so I'll take the 49ers to cover the low-hanging fruit here with the five and a half. Um, the lock of the week, Dave, I'm going to roll with the Eagles this weekend. Um, I think they were seven-point uh favorites right now against the Jets. I keep watching Zach Wilson play, and I keep thinking he's going to turn the corner, and all of a sudden he's going to be like, I don't expect him to be great, but I expect him to be good enough. He's not good enough, and that Philly defense is going to absolutely eat him alive. So it's a seven-point line right now, Dave. I might buy that down to six and a half um, and just play it that way, but absolutely no way. I, I think that the Eagles cover that. I'll tell you what, Brant. 
Jameer Gibbs needs, needs to have his moment here soon because I'm watching Jalen Carter every week just wreck people. He's somewhere in the top 10 for the defensive, def, not rookie defense, defensive player of the year odds. So do you want to pass on this guy because of character issues and all the things we heard about him? Now all I hear about is how much film he studies and how he's like nonstop just addicted to football. So yeah, kind of frustrating if I'm being honest that they, that they, missed on him but hey i mean jameer gibbs is a is a nice little shiny weapon too that we'll hopefully see pop pretty soon brant on that note always a a pleasure hopping on the podcast with you if you have not done so already make sure you like follow subscribe to the garage takes podcast on apple spotify wherever you get your audio podcasts from also hop over to our youtube channel and hit that subscribe button we greatly appreciate it Hopefully everybody has a great week and we will catch you guys next time. Powered by Riverside.